Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you can join us. Before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your abundance of wisdom and knowledge, Lord, and that you freely share with us, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for your living word, Lord, and that there is no such thing as going through it and getting all the secrets out of it, Lord, but that it's continuing to grow and to become fresh and new to us each and every time we look at it, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for this ministry, Lord, and everything that you've been doing in it, Lord, and that you continue to provide. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are continuing our study in Romans in chapter 11, and we're moving forward and covering verses 25 through 36 today. So, with that, can I get a volunteer to, co- to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, promise. Let's hear it, sir. And it says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant in this mystery, lest, lest, you should be, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, and blind, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in it. And so all of Israel will be saved, as it is written. The, the deliverer will come out of Zion. He will turn away ungodliness from J- Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, when, when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, you have not have now obtained mercy through their disobedience. Even so, these who these also have now been disobedient through the mercy shown you. They also may obtain mercy, for God has committed them all obe- disobedience, that He might have mercy on all. On the depth depth of the riches, both of wisdom and and knowledge to, of God, how unsearchable are His judgment, His ways past and His ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has become His counselor, or who who was who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him. For of him and through him, to him are all things, to whom to whom be glory forever. Amen. Amen. So, I want to open the floor to each of you first to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. And of course, if there's any questions, please ask them. All right? Okay. Okay. So who'd like to begin? I'll go. All right, Charles. First thing I want to touch on was verse 29. Sorry. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. It just reminds me of many conversations that we have and how the Lord gives all these gifts and he gives them freely, but it's up to us what we do with it. And then there's eventual deterioration, I'd say, of those gifts. 
So Paul is saying here is that because the Lord gave you the gift, he's not taking it back because you're not living for him. He gave it to you. But what happens and how you use it eventually works against it. So let's say I'm trying to fish. I have a little stick and I'm made for a smaller fish and I'm going to catch a shark. I can expect that twig to break. So the same is true here is how we use that eventually deteriorates and breaks it because it's not used in its proper aspect and form. So an example is like mommy and dad tell us not to play with stuff for cleaning as toys. Like a Swiffer, I may try to use it as bat, but it's going to break it, and I've got to pay for it. The same is true here. If we try to misuse and misconduct what the Lord has given us, we, it's going to break and to deteriorate because we're not putting it to what it sheaves for. I'm not dusting. So the Lord was just showing me that. And then he was also talking to me about first one second oh verse 25 for i do not desire brethren that you should be ignorant of these mis of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to israel until the fullness of the gentiles has come in so the so lord is just sharing with me here is that paul paul wants them to understand that the Gentiles, not the Gentiles, the Israelites aren't going to be saved. It's not just they are cast out final and that there's no repentance and saving for them. Paul is addressing in that we have to correctly look at each thing and see it for what it is truly and not become so consumed with their own opinion on how things are going to happen and what's going to happen that we fail to miss what the war word clearly says about what's going to happen because i know in my own life i may i may become a uh think of my own opinion of something and i fail to enact what mommy and dad tell me to do so it eventually comes and bites me in the rump because i failed to do it paul is saying here is that he wants us to be equipped fully so that way we can go out and do it correctly and not become assessed with what we think the situation should be but how it's actually going to be can you put those two together because i think paul is referencing some scripture in the middle of that but i think that those two verses that you referenced are truly connected together mm-hmm. because um you spoke only about the gifts but the calling is there he mentions the mystery Part of that mystery is that Israel will come back to him. Yes. Even though they've been set apart. So tie, can you tie those together for us? I'd say that Paul, he's telling us that the mystery that Israel is going to come back and it has gifts, but what the Lord gave to them, we can't try to snatch back from them. Like mommy and dad said, they're firstborn because they didn't. Because they fell away, we can't try to snatch their birthright and say, that's mine. And get out of the way. But he's saying that what the Lord has given to the Israelites, he will continue to give. He's not snatching it back each and every time we make a mistake. Because that showed that he was double-minded and has a different personality. But he gives it to you. And he wants you to come back and use it for him. And so 
Paul is saying here is that the Israelites all have their own special calling and giftings that the Lord has given them. And then the Lord, though they have fallen away, the Lord does not take it back. And they still have that role and honor, I'd say. And wait one second. While you're collecting that, what I was hoping you would do is bring it to the beginning part, and that was don't be wise in your own eyes. In other words, don't be foolish about this and regard yourself inappropriately thinking you've attained something that Israel has not obtained. Because the mystery is the calling is not going to be undone. The calling will be fulfilled, and Israel will be part. Yes. Yes, especially if we were just talking about um, in the previous podcast about they are, right, um, the cultured vine. We're the grafted ones in, right? So he's yes. really, I think he's really cautioning us to be really careful, really careful how you're thinking of yourself here. And that, that's the connected thought between the two, I think. Yep, there's, a, there's some truth in that. There's, there's, that is a connecting, a connecting thought, right? But there's, as you were saying, LaCharles, there's both, right? The Lord has given us gifts. And I, I do like your examples, um, although they were of things that you purchase, right? Typically, the the Swiffer or whatever, right? Yeah, the Swiffer doesn't make a good bat. He's right. Exactly, it does not. It does no, for yeah. a number of reasons. Yes. All right, but let's look at things. All right, the Lord wants us to you say tithe or give from our time, talent, and treasures, right? So when we look yes. at that, what are gifts that the Lord's given us that, as it says, are irrevocable? Well, one, if you are a singer or a musician, right, you have a talent in that. <clears throat> that may be a gift that you've been given. Right? Yes. But you can also look throughout scriptures, right, that the Lord gave gifts. For some people, it was about artistry and um, metalworking and and whatnot, and how were they used to build aspects of the temple, right? Mm -hmm. Or yes. the tent of meeting. So those were gifts that the Lord gave to to men, to people, to be used for His glory. Same with singers, right? Their voice is a gift given ultimately to glorify the Lord with, to praise the Lord, and to lead others in worship. And praising the Lord. Who went out first? The singers. In every battle. The singers. The singers. The worshipers. Right? Yes. Already given a place of honor. But when we feel that we know have a better plan than God, right? Is the Lord glorified in that? Of course no. not. But the person's voice doesn't fail them. They're still able to sing every secular song and play every secular note for every secular song written right yes okay and what comes as a result of that lifestyle right a lifestyle apart from the lord over time because of other things that they're that are typically associated and part of that lifestyle it wears on those gifts does it not yes the lord is our strength he strengthens our voice. He's our, he's where our talent comes from, where those gifts come from. 
right? And, and of course, there's also the spiritual gifts. And when we get into chapter 12, right, you get Paul, through the Holy Spirit, of course, gets into that, right? About serving God with our spiritual gifts, but with our natural gifts as well. He gave us these things, the ability to make wealth, right? The ability to help others, whatever that is, whatever your gifting is, your talent is, is to be used to glorify the Lord. That's the intended purpose. Not to use for our own um, plans, right? Yes. Yes. And you can see this throughout history that the people of Israel have been blessed with immense talent. How many Pulitzer Prize winners or how many, even today, look at the amount of insight and development and technology and a number of and finances and bank. Those are talents, gifts given by the Lord for people to be able to do and accomplish and even develop new ways of thinking, new methods to help better all the people around them, really the globe. You still see that today. But then, and that's between the individual and the Lord, how is the talent or the gift being used? Is it glorifying the Lord or is it being done for personal gain, for the individual's own plans, right? Yes. And then, yes, as you brought up, Dean, we're not to be unaware of the mystery, right? And we covered this in, um, well, it's a number of different places. Isaiah 66, right, is, is the first place. And that's, I'll say, really uh, verses 7 through the end of the chapter. But then the, even that breaks, or uh, not breaks off, but is a continued thought from Isaiah 65, 8 through 10, right? And thus says the Lord, as a new wine is found in the cluster and one says, do not destroy it, for a blessing is in it, so will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah an heir of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it and my servants who dwell there. Sharon shall be a fold of flocks in the valley of Achor, a place for herds to lie down for my people who have sought me. It's a, it's a return. What was the covenant? Right? The covenant was, I will be their God and they will be my people. And you see this written throughout all scripture. And it doesn't matter if it's the... Uh, Abrahamic covenant, the Davidic covenant, and any of the other covenants mentioned, right? That key part, I will be their God and they will be my people, is listed throughout the entirety of Scripture. From Revelation all the way back to Genesis. The end from the beginning. He called the end from the beginning. And he says it throughout so it's not for us, as, as Dean, you pointed out, brother, to be unaware of this thing that he's doing, the Lord is doing. He is calling Israel back. And yes, he is giving grace and mercy, right, mm -hmm. to us to come into the fullness, a time 
right? Yes. So we should be careful how we utilize that time. Right? And, and I'll say it in this way. You can read about this in the Old Testament and, and Daniel and Zechariah and a number of places where he says, and even in Revelation, a time's going to be given for the Gentiles to, to trample, if you will, the courts. Right? That's still entering in, if you will, in a limited aspect. He's given us the ability to enter in fully. So we should take it while we have the time. That is before his return. Yes? Yes. Yes. It's because it matters. It matters. And this is what Paul's saying here. The blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles can come in. But then he continues with verse 26. So Israel shall be saved or will be saved as it is written. And I believe that comes from Zechariah 12, starting in verse 10 through the beginning of chapter 13. Right? But Israel, who he's referring to, are those that have believed, I'll say on the Lord Jesus Christ or in the Lord Jesus Christ, and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, right? They believe in their heart and confess with their tongue or with their mouth who Jesus is. He stated it very plainly. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Right? Yes. And I'll say all of Scripture or his words about himself that even in the Old Testament, the prophets of old spoke about pointing to Christ, just like Paul here in the New Testament is writing to and pointing all the Jews and Gentiles to Christ. Yes? Yes. So for us, we are blessed as a result of, yes, the falling away. But then look at what's happened, right? And, and you can see another scripture where it talks about them gathering by the coastlands. Well, even as you look at the United States, many of, of the Jews that came over, especially after the world wars, where did they land? In coastal cities. Charleston and New York, and right, and other places. So you even see in, in how, I'll say, the plan of the Lord played out, his manifold wisdom is fulfilled. And gathered to the coastlands, to people that hadn't heard, right? Yes. Even in this nation, even in the United States. But again, as we have discussed in other podcasts or other episodes, that... I'll say it in this way. Just like in the Old Testament, every time there was a dispersion, they went into cap- the Hebrews, the Jews, went into captivity. The nations around them were blessed, right? Yes. And it was also, I mean, you can look at Jeremiah. What, is, what are they told? Even in captivity, take wives for yourself. Build up the nation around you the people around you, in their prosperity is your prosperity. 
right? Yes. Okay. What did Paul say at the beginning of, of Romans in verse 13? I'll read, I'll read verses 11 through 13. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. And then he says in verse 13, Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. It applies to both Jew and Greek, or Jew and Gentile. Faith is how we access the grace, which was given by the love of God for us. And it's also how we enter into the covenant and the promises and the blessings and ultimately into our our salvation. Just interesting as you're saying that, John, that the importance of us um, being fruitful now. Amen. So that we bless Israel. Amen. Especially as they return. So the vine is strong and healthy and large and able to equip all those that will be grafted back in. Absolutely. And I'll say it in this way, right? Because um, we talked about this the other the other day. We brought up about we are of the Lord's house, right? There's also the house of Israel and the body of Christ. And, and really, it's one. We are a people, right? Being built up as living stones, as kings and priests, into the kingdom of God, a people, right? That's what the Lord says. I will be their God. They will be my people. Okay. So how many people are praying for a member or members of their family that they turn to the Lord, that they come in, right, to him, to his receiving their salvation, him being Lord and Savior of their life, right? We should be doing the same thing for Israel in this time of, uh, I'll say, being in a, a fallen state, a backslidden state. He keeps the things that we commit to him. So, right, and, and of course, what does Paul say? Pray at all times, right? Pray without ceasing. And we read this in, in Galatians, right? never ceasing to do good for all the household of God. Well, wait, that's Israel who we're a part of. And as we've pointed out here, uh, you know, throughout these past few episodes, we're part of that house. Israel is as an older sibling to us, right? Yes. We were grafted and we were adopted into the family. So, us being adopted in, grafted in, right, as joint heirs, should we not be praying, seeking the good? Or he said, see the good of those, especially those of the household of faith. Well, they're part of the house. They're the older sibling. We should absolutely be praying for them, for their uh, restoration and reestablishment, rededication to the Lord, that they come back in to his grace and his mercy and his fullness as is their rightful place, right? He wishes that none should perish. So we should have the same heart 
that the Father has towards his children and our neighbor, right? Yes. yes. So I just want to encourage people with that, to, to seek the good of Israel, right? And there's also a blessing that comes with that, right? Yes. Those who you bless, I will bless. Or those who bless you, excuse me. Those who bless you, I will bless. So I want to encourage you to, to move forward in that. Go ahead, I promise you. You had something you wanted to share? Yes. Please. I wanted to build off uh, build off uh, what Luke Charles said about verse 29. Okay. And about gifts and how later you talked about it can be deplenished if you're not careful with it. So the Lord's talking to me about how you, you can... Loses because you literally sell to the devil. Hmm. And how some people, they don't think about, they go, oh, well, my my gift is simple, so I can't use it for the Lord. But for example, if I dug up a, if I dug up a diamond and it's caked in dirt, I go, this is just a lump of dirt. And I give it to a stranger and say, here, you can have this lump of dirt. But the stranger knows it's a diamond. Then I, then I end up selling the gift. And how if that same example, if a friend comes over and says, "Hey, that's a diamond. Don't sell that to somebody," but you don't listen to them and just sell it, and you don't get any profit by it. That's what I mean by sell. Mm. Okay. But in there is what? There's faith because you have to believe what that the advice that's being given, right? Yes the instruction that's being given, and you have to do. So there's obedience in there as well. Right? Yes. You may not fully understand, but someone, and right, is speaking wisdom for your good, your benefit, right? Yes. So the role then is to be obedient. And of course, yeah, search it out for yourself. The Lord will... I'll say, give you understanding in that thing, right? Yes. What what was said to Daniel? As soon as you were willing to know or to hear, the message was sent. There's a willingness on our part to desire, to know, to understand the, the things, the deeper things of God, which is also what he's getting at here, right? Don't be unaware of the mystery. Same thing he said in chapter 1 of Romans, right? I don't want you to be unaware. I want you to know. I desire you to know the deeper things of God. But then, just like faith, I'll say the onus lies on you to be willing to know and desire to know those things. It's not on a pastor. It's not on your parents. It's not, right? The Lord desires a personal, deep, and intimate relationship with each and every one of us, individually. Yes? Yes. Yes. So then, I have an inherent role to work out or to stand in my faith in the Lord and work out my soul's salvation, as does everybody else, individually. There's no secondhand anointings. 
There's no secondhand salvations. All right? Yes. But it's about us each coming into that personal intimate relationship with the Lord. And honey, I just have a quick tip to add to that. Please. When you feel that longing, that desire come up on the inside of you to do what the Lord wants, pursue it. Give in to that desire. Go do what God wants. Um, And don't resist him. The Bible says that that he works both in us the will Mm -hmm. and to do his good pleasure in the earth. So he gives us the desire to do it, and he gives us the means and the way to go about doing it to understand, to know what it is that he wants to have done. But oftentimes we don't recognize it when it comes. We dismiss it or brush it away. It's kind of like the insomniac who says, I can't sleep. But when the feeling of tiredness comes upon them, they rub their eyes and then they go watch TV instead of getting in the bed and going to sleep. So if you just get in the bed, Mm -hmm. when you feel tired and you get in the bed and go to sleep, you will have sleep. Likewise, when you feel that unction come up on the inside of you and the desire to go do what God asked you to do comes, don't dismiss it as small or unimportant or irrelevant. Go, okay, God, I heard you. And go pursue what it is God told you to do. And then you'll begin to pay more attention to that unction on the inside of you. And then that will grow. And then you will begin to see more fruit coming. And you'll be able to go, oh, now I'm doing what the Lord has asked me to do. I can see that I can point to it in my life versus it seeming ambiguous or something that's hard to attain. Amen. That's a great point, honey. So for time... I just want to ask real quick if anyone else has anything they want to share. No. I don't. You do or don't? Don't. Okay. Well, then let's pause there for today. There's a lot that's said, and I want to give people the opportunity to search the scriptures and see if what we're saying is true. And of course, let the Holy Spirit minister to you. All right? Yes. And, And if there's any questions or this podcast ministered to you, please, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any prayer requests or praise reports, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to for you to share them with us. So if it's a, a prayer request, we can stand with you in faith. And if it's a, a praise report, well, we can rejoice with you in what the Lord has done or is doing in your life and in the lives of those around you. We'd love to connect with you. And you can reach us and contact us either through our website at adayofprayer.org or through our email, adayofprayer@yahoo.com. So please reach out. We'd love to connect with our, our followers, our, our listeners, our, and our partners. So let's pause there. And can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? Yes. Thank you, Brother. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your word. It's living and active. Thank you that it is as relevant today as it was when it was written and that it will be even more relevant relevant as each day unfolds. We thank you for your mercy, your grace, your Holy Spirit, and all the gifts that you give us in every day. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. 
visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.